Well, good morning, everyone. It is so good to have you joining us this morning, whether it's through Facebook or or on our YouTube page. We we just thank you for being part of our service today. We we're sure that you will enjoy the remaining of our music ministry as as I'm sure you've already enjoyed what you've heard so far. We pray that God blesses you through this message for it is God's word and we we as we are continuing in the book of Acts. Uh, today we want to follow up from last week and and move to verses 12 through 16 in chapter 5 of the book of Acts. And today for a thought as we are approaching this passage is why does the world seek to persecute the church? Why does the world seek to persecute the church? Again, we are in Acts chapter 5 verses 12 through 16. And while you're turning there, I, this has floated around Facebook. It's floated around the pages of Facebook for a few weeks now. And it states something like this, as many Christians get attacked during this pandemic, I want to say something about the spirituality debate. You, you don't believe in God, fine. Why is it so important for many of you to mock those of us that do? If we're wrong, what have we lost when we die? Nothing. How does our believing in Jesus bring you any harm? You think it makes me stupid, gullible, fine. How does that affect you? If you're wrong, your consequence is far worse than mine will be. Now, I'd rather live my life believing in God and serving him and find out I was right than not believe in him and not serve him and find out I was wrong. Because then it's too late. Well, many of you have seen this post. This post has been floating around for several weeks and and there is more to the post. But I, I, I want to focus right now on the truth of that first paragraph. We as a Christian based, we as a Christian faith based community, we find ourselves and we find our faith and we find our practice mocked and persecuted. As I read the first paragraph, I I found myself questioning why. Why is Christianity so greatly opposed by the world? It seems that all other forms of religion get a pass. But Christianity faces the attempts of the world to silence us. Now, I don't know if that's a question you've asked yourself, but it's a question I've asked on many occasions. Why is it that the world seems to want to to come against us so hard. We're living in a time when it wasn't very long ago when we had, when we, we had terrorist attacks from, from a, a nation that seeks nothing but to destroy us. And this nation is, is, is built off of this false religion and, and, and they want nothing to do but to destroy us and our world, our United States, this government seems to have embraced the same religion that came that put us under attack just 19 years ago. But the religion or the faith 
in which our Declaration of Independence is built from, they want to silence it. It doesn't make sense to me. But that is where we're living today. It appears that as we look in today's passage, we can find some of the reasons why it is that the world seeks to persecute the church. Now, at first glance, you may not see this as we read this text, but if, we, but if you'll stick with me for just a, a few moments, I think we'll find some of the reasons as why the world continues to persecute the church. The Bible tells us in verse 12 of chapter 5 in the book of Acts, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on the beds and couches. And at least the shadow, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. This is God's holy word. God, we thank you for your word today. We pray that you would open our hearts, open our minds, help us to see your truth, and God, help us to proclaim your truth. Speak to our hearts. God, help us to see what you would have us to and to use your truth for your glory. God, we pray that if there's any listening today, that they would be sensitive to your Holy Spirit as you beckon them to join your family, to become part of your church. And God, we give you praise and glory and honor for all that's accomplished. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. When we think about this idea of why does the world seek to persecute the church? When we look into this passage, we begin to see that the persecution of the church is sought by the world due to the unexplainable acts the church experiences. This is one of the reasons. These unexplainable acts that the church experiences. This passage reveals to us that through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And wherever there's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, where signs and wonders take place, persecution of some sort usually follows. Here in the passage, we find that many signs Many wonders were done. In the first century church, this wasn't something that happened every so often. This wasn't something that, that, that took place on a rare occasion. In the first century church, it appears that it was repeated and shown through the leaders of this organism that we called, that, that was forming that we called the church. We must know that these signs and wonders were taking place through the leaders of the church, not by the leaders of the church. It was God himself 
who was, who is, and will always be working in and among the lives of those who, who, who are part of his family. So we have to ask the question, why? Why does God work through signs and wonders through his people if we know that it can cause the world to respond by persecuting the church? Well, perhaps he chooses to do these great things through the church to demonstrate his faithfulness. Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us, For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's not just enough that we believe that, that God is God, but we must believe that he is faithful and that he will reward those who are seeking him. And it comes out often through the signs and wonders that he does through the church. It's, it's a, I tell you, it's no wonder. It's only through God. It's only through his power and grace that many of us can do the things that we do because we don't have the strength or the ability to do a lot of what we get done. Oh, perhaps, perhaps these signs and wonders are still being done to remind us that God's only begotten son, Jesus Christ, is alive. And he has the authority. He has the power to work in the lives of those who choose to follow him. Signs and wonders are truly happening through real men and real women throughout the, the first century church. And people's lives were changed. And even today, signs and wonders are still taking place. And when we, and when they do take place, people's lives are forever changed. How many of us have known someone who made us think, will they ever change? This someone that where we often wonder what's going to happen to this poor soul. And, but then we hear that something actually does happen and we, we notice that there's an unexpected change that takes place in their life. And this change took place because God was working in the life of someone who not only demonstrated, but who, but who witnessed to the saving power of Jesus Christ. Folks, that's the sign and wonder carried out by the power of God into, through another life so that someone could be welcomed as part of God's family, as part of the church. The truth is, as the world witnesses this, they begin to mock the church. They call the church gullible. They call us naive. They call us narrow-minded. Why? Because they can't understand what is taking place. They don't understand what they don't experience. Understand signs and wonders are experienced by the church and not the world. The world does not understand how a life can totally be changed by the saving grace of Jesus Christ. They don't understand how a miraculous healing of the body can take place. And what the world does not experience, the world world does not understand and instead they reject and they mock and they persecute those who make up the church of Jesus Christ. They do this because of the unexplainable signs and wonders that show just how limited our abilities are on our own. However, Philippians 4 and 13, it tells us I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which tells me that, that, that I am so limited that, that there's very few things in this world that I can actually do. But through Jesus Christ, through his power, through the working of the Holy Spirit, I can do all things only through him. 
for the world to witness signs and wonders. It shows that there is a God who sits high and who looks low. It shows that we have a need to surrender our lives to a higher authority. And these unexplainable acts that the church experiences hit results in the world seeking to persecute us. As we continue reading, we find that not only does the world seek to persecute the church because of these unexplainable acts that the church experiences, but also the church persecution of the church is sought by the world due to the unity the church experiences. In the text, what we find here is that the apostles were on one accord. We see that there in verse 12. It appears that the world it appears that the world here it fears the binding force of believers who are of one mind, who are of one purpose. It appears that the world is aware that when the church comes together in worship, when the church is on one accord with its purpose and its mission, the world understands it cannot succeed in stopping what the Lord is willing to do through the church. Here in the text, the apostles are not just on one accord, but they are on one accord in their worship. As they are here at Solom in Solomon's porch, it helps us to understand by them being there that that they've come to worship the Lord. And, and as they've come to worship the Lord, they, they find themselves together seeking the same purpose and the same mission. And the holding of public worship by true believers will cause persecution. When we genuinely worship and praise the Lord, our worship becomes, spiritually speaking, a sweet aroma to the nostrils of God. He's pleased with us and his favor is upon us and when God's favor is upon us the world sees that we are separated from them you know I've always said that misery loves company the world wants to take everyone they possibly can down the same destructive road that the world is on today and the commitment that the world has the commitment that the church has in genuinely worshiping God sets us apart from the world and it brings fear to them. It brings fear that, that we don't need the world. We don't need all the pleasures that the world possesses to meet our every need. It's when we follow the scriptures and we make a clear decision that as Paul stated in Ephesians 5 and 11, to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. It's then that the world gets on the offensive and it tries to hit the church before the church hits them. You know, the scripture teaches us that when someone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other cheek to him also. However, the, the world teaches us that we are to strike first. Folks, when we follow the world, we're, le we're leaning on our own understanding. And that is what the world wants from us. That's what they want us to do, to lean on our own understanding. But the world seeks to persecute us when we follow the advice of King Solomon. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 tells us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. 
Oh, the world seeks to persecute us. When they see that we are unified together, when they see us come together to worship the Lord, to achieve the mission that he has placed us on. When we're not leaning on our own selves, but we're trusting in the Lord. The world wants to persecute us because it knows that then we're not looking to the world to make our decisions. We're not looking to the world for what's best for us, but we're looking to something higher, something stronger, something bigger. Someone who has a plan for us, a plan to prosper us, a plan not to hurt us or harm us, but a plan for us to spend an eternity with him. Yes. The persecution of the church is sought by the world due to the unification of the believers. It's due to the unexplainable acts that the church experiences. And it's also due to the evangelism that the church practices. You know, we live in a world that belief system is entirely different from the scriptures. The scriptures teach us in John 14 and 6 that Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Here we're taught that the only way to have a relationship with God is to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But the world mocks this truth. The world desires for us to live as we please. And therefore, they accept the idea that we can reach God through many ways. The world refuses to accept the idea that Christ is the only Savior for the world. And the world rejects and it does its best to erase the message of Jesus Christ. The world's rejection of the truth of Jesus Christ does not stop the true believer from sharing the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ through this lost and dying world. John 3 16 tells us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it's because of this truth that the church in spite of facing persecution continues to reach out to those who are lost. Peter and John they had been arrested they had been forbidden to speak the name of Jesus but they didn't pray that this would stop instead they prayed for boldness and they continued to do the father's will and for this we would think that most people would shun them but God's ways are not our ways God's God has bigger thoughts than we have. He has so much larger a picture than what we can actually see from. The text actually tells us that believers were added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women. They were, they brought sick into the, uh, sick into the streets in hopes that they would just encounter the, the shadow of Peter. People were surrounding the cities to Jerusalem who had a desperate need and they came to be healed. Now those who were being healed in this manner, they weren't being healed by the power of Peter. They were being healed solely by the power and the authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He was working through Peter. We must put our faith in the healer, not the healing. 
Those who are part of the true church of God has their eyes wide open. We can see the true need of every unbeliever and our attempts and our successes in meeting the need of every man, woman, boy, and girls is a reminder to the world that there's a, there's a need that's much more than physical. But there's a spiritual need that we all have. You know, it wasn't until I committed my life to serving Jesus that I began to realize that every problem is rooted to a spiritual problem. And it was then when I realized that the world is truly hungering and thirsting to be reconciled back to God. It was God who breathed the breath of life into man. And it was man who rejected God. And man is now longing to be restored to God. And the sad thing is, too often the world doesn't even recognize its real need or even what it's longing for. So they dive into all sorts of sinful directions in order to try to meet a need that can only be met by God. But the good news is that the church has this answer for the world's need. The answer is found in the message of the gospel. The gospel is the power of God and the salvation to everyone who believes. It's the gospel that can change a life to those Change the life of any who are lost. Luke 9 and 23 says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow after me. And folks, Romans tells us in chapter 10, verses 8 through 13, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the message. This is the answer for what the world is hungering. This is why the world is, is failing to recognize their spiritual need. And, and because of their failure to recognize their spiritual need, they're persecuting the church. They persecute the church because we place our faith where it belongs in a man called Jesus who lived, who died, who arose, who's at the right hand of the father and who's coming back. My question is, where have you placed your faith if you're troubled by the cares of this world, God is a God of signs and wonders. He can bring healing, whether it's physical or spiritual. But to be healed by God, to experience the unspeakable acts or unexplainable acts of God, to experience the unity of fellow believers and to become active in the practice of evangelism, it will bring about persecution. But we can know that God is with us and he will be with us through every step that we take. Isaiah 43, one through three tells us, but now 
Thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Here's the answer. Here's the answer to all that this world throws at us. His name is Jesus. Trust in him. Yes, the world will come and persecute us because they don't understand us. And what they don't understand, they reject. But you don't have to reject Jesus. Jesus came to this sin-cursed world willingly to accomplish the will of his father. And because of the love of the father, he lived a sinless life. And he took your sins and my sins and he carried them up Galgotha's hill. They nailed him to an old rugged cross. And on that cross, he hung for your sin and for mine. While hanging on the cross, he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because his heavenly father who had always been with him and been part of him, had to turn his back on your sin and my sin. And he gave up his life. He died on an old rugged cross so that you and I would never have to face the sting of death. Oh, but thanks be to God, he arose on the third day. To give us victory that when the death angel may come by our way, we don't have to fear death. It's become our friend. It's our passage from this life into eternal life that we may go to sleep. But we're not going to experience death because of what Jesus done in the resurrection of the body from the grave. Oh, we have a grand hope that the world doesn't have. And because the world doesn't have this hope. They are seeking to persecute you and I. Oh, <laughs> but their persecution will end in defeat. And our love for Jesus will end in victory if you receive him as your Lord and Savior. Would you today? Would you today receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and have life forevermore despite what persecution you may have to experience. Oh God, we just thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And God, we just thank you for knowing that you've given us the privilege on this side of life. That when we suffer, we're suffering with your son, Jesus Christ. That God, as they persecuted him, we know that we too will be persecuted but God, we just as he has victory and he has been glorified and he is at your right hand, God, we too who've received Jesus as our Lord and Savior will one day be raised up from this world into your presence. And you, God, will glorify us. Not because of what we've done, but because of what your son 
has done in our lives. God, we thank you. We praise you. And we lift you up. And we ask that you would speak to each and every heart that's listening to this service. That God, you would move upon them. Give them the courage and the boldness and the faith to call upon the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Are you ready today? Are you ready to call on Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you are, just pray with me. God, we thank you for loving us. Thank you in spite of my failures and shortcomings. God, you've been with me. And God, I believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I receive Jesus as my Savior. God, thank you for loving me and forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. Now lead me as each step I take, I take in serving you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, if you've prayed this prayer with a sincere heart and you believe Jesus has forgiven you of your sins and has saved you from a life of sin. If you believe he has given you eternal life right now, why don't you share with us either on Facebook in the comment section or you can inbox us or you can call the church. You can. You can email us. You can j just share with us that you have been saved and we'll celebrate with you. Oh, what a sign and wonder. You just may be that person that someone said, Lord, that poor soul. And now you can share with them that you are not poor, but you're an heir to the king. Would you today just share with us and let us celebrate along with you. As this, song, as this choir sings this last song of invitation. Share with us if you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I pray God richly blesses each one of you.